0: After an ACC championship, Pitt fans expected nationally ranked recruiting classes. Coach Narduzzi didn't quite deliver on that. Or did he? We discuss that and more on this week's Hail to Pitt podcast. About finishing it in these final 30 minutes. Well, you know it happened in it happened in West Virginia where we knocked off number two. It happened in South Carolina, and it's happened in Pittsburgh today. Our guys had a lot of guts tonight. We're just going to keep getting better. I mean, it's just that's what it is. One hell of game that you will
1: never ever forget. We shocked the world. Hail to pit. hail to pit. This is the week of December 31st, 2022. And this is the Hail to Pit podcast. I'm Alan, and I'm Vince. Targets have been acquired. The money is in escrow, and the bowl game is on hand. Let's end 2022 talking about these Pit Panthers national titles and this one million dollar parlay I'm winning next year, Vince. It's going to be a big
0: 2023. Uh, yeah, it sounds like it. Uh, a lot, a lot to look forward to. Um, uh, pit football finishing out this season, hopefully with a big win. Uh, hopefully the basketball uh, team is, is continuing to move forward in the right direction and a whole lot of recruits. In my parlay, Vince, I picked all the
1: champions in all the major leagues and in college, and I I, I just looked at what I would have won if I picked Pitt to win it all, and it would have been triple the amount, but I, it, I, I, I couldn't pull the trigger. So, <laughs> so so I think I went with a, a, a more likely team. I think I went Houston, maybe UNC. I don't know in basketball yeah okay all right but we're gonna start football today we'll get to some hoops maybe later if at all i don't know i got football on the mind vince bowl game tomorrow the tony the tiger sun bowl and the winner of this game is going to be able to say they're great i'm sure no one has said that yet about this game vince um, Nick Patty's going to be in this game. He's a great pit panther. I'm happy he's going to be in that. We're going to discuss him starting. We're going to discuss who may or may not be on the field for the UCLA Bruins. We're going to discuss recruits. Lots of recruiting results to give people. Vince is chomping at the bit for that. So I guess I better shut up, Carney bark, and let him get at it. At H2P Show is how you can reach us on Twitter if you want to hit us up there. Or email hail2pitpodcast at gmail.com. Reach out either way. We're very, very susceptible to scams. So please don't say we need to sell ourselves money. Don't tell us you're a Nigerian prince. We might fall for it. And you don't want to do it, do that to us because then we won't be able to do the show anymore if we become destitute. So just send us pit takes at H2P show or hail 2 pit podcast at gmail.com. We also appreciate any feedback we get on the show anywhere else. That's if you're leaving an Apple podcast review, you're talking about the show on say Reddit or Panther layer. We love you. Talk pit with everybody. You can spread the word so we could get some better recruits in than we did this year. Although it's not too bad this year. And of course we're brought to you by pretty easy podcasts. You could go to pretty easy podcast.com right now and for the new year in 2023 start the year off with your own podcast with your own production team at an affordable rate seriously it's not like you're hiring uh nbc radio to do your show this is pretty easy podcast they're bespoke that means they work according to you they help you out according to your schedule your style they they deal with our craziness, our crazy schedule, our crazy lives, and they work according to our plans for the show, and they could do the same for you on any show topic. And all you have to do to get started and inquire is go to prettyeasypodcast.com. And they're great. That I don't think they use that catchphrase no, <laughs> or that. Yeah, because they would get sued, but they are. It's not it is the truth. I think if you just say they're great, you can't say it like Tony the Tiger or else they'll they'll sue. <laughs> A Tiger suit
0: a lot of people. Uh, yeah, he probably has. Uh, and he's sponsoring uh, this Sun Bowl, uh, which we will be getting into, Alan. But first, I want to talk about all these big, big recruits that that are going to be coming to Pitt uh, next year or this this spring, actually, a lot of them. Or, yeah,
1: early arrivals are are there any five-star blue chippers on, on
0: this list, Vince? Uh, five-star, no, although uh, Coach Narduzzi basically said one of them is, and we'll be getting getting to that. Um, uh, we're not going to go over every player here, uh, but we are going to run down uh, some of the notable ones, notable ones I think so, or, or, or whatever, however you feel, Alan, Um uh, I'm going to go over a, a few of the numbers here. Uh, one quarterback in this class, uh, plus two transfers. Uh, we've we've talked about that extensively on the past couple episodes. Uh, two running backs, four wide receivers, three offensive linemen, three defensive linemen, three linebackers, three defensive backs, plus Donovan McMillan uh, transferring in from Florida. Uh, so that that is the class as of right now. Now, granted, they and a
1: partridge in a pear tree. <laughs>
0: Now, now they could add uh, players uh, in in February, uh, or or you know uh, out of the high school ranks, or some some transfer players. You know, Alan, we talked about you know uh, adding a a, a playmaker at, at the tight end position. No tight ends here to be found, so maybe that's somewhere where they're going to continue to look. Uh, we said. Wide receiver was somewhere. They need somebody to make an instant impact next year. Now they got four freshman wide receivers. Uh, I don't know if any of them are necessarily going to come out of the gate like that, Um, but uh, that's maybe in the transfer situation. That's somewhere where they're still looking. Um, A couple other interesting notes, Alan. Seven of these nineteen players from the state of Florida. uh, You know, you know, uh, recruiting people. We'll we'll tell you, you know, that you got to get those Florida guys. They're just different. They're just faster than everybody else. Two guys from California, SoCal, Allen, out your way. Uh, Two guys from Georgia, which is just a hotbed of talent. Two guys from Ohio, uh, also producing a lot of big players. And only two kids from the WPIL this year. Uh, uh, Defensive back, Cruz Brookins from Steel Valley, a state champion and uh, linebacker uh, Braylon Loveless from, from Leechburg, So uh, not a ton of uh, local recruiting uh, this cycle. Uh, certainly some big targets for next year's class, but, but not a whole lot locally. Uh, as i always say, it's not about who you don't get. It's about who you do get. Until it's about who
1: transfers that you didn't get, and then you worry about that later. So, <laughs> yeah, you didn't, if if you miss out on anyone now, it doesn't mean you missed out on them for good. So remember, recruiting never ends. Uh, back to the wide receivers, Vince, which I found I, I found the most interesting going into these uh, these numbers, hoping for someone to make some kind of impact and contribution next year, right? Uh, as a freshman, who do you think is most capable? You've got Israel Polk coming from St. John Bosco, which is a powerhouse yep, in yep. California. Uh, Kenny Johnson, who uh, Pitt uh, stole and, and beat out uh, beat Penn State out for great Pennsylvania. Wide receiver. Uh, they got the other receiver, I forget his name, that Miami he had, uh, had he, committed and, and Pitt stole him away. So a few or four players overall that could maybe – do you think, or are all of them just going to be well, waiting in the wings? I
0: think uh, I, I'm kind of leaning towards most of these guys waiting waiting in the wings. Uh, you know, the freshman wide receiver from last freshman wide receivers from last year's class. None of those guys really played this year, uh, so there's already some some people ahead of them, at least in terms of experience. Uh, if I had to pick one, I'd go Lamar Seymour, three star re- receiver out of Miami. Was committed to Miami, like you said. Alan had a lot of nice offers, Auburn, Florida State, Colorado, Georgia Tech, Illinois, Indiana, Kentucky, Michigan State, Oklahoma, Penn State, Texas A&M, UCF, WVU. Uh, So if I had to pick one, I think he's maybe – the, you know, maybe maybe the most you know physically ready. you know, Kenny Johnson, you talked about beating out Penn State from, uh, for him, he's probably considered the best wide receiver in the state of Pennsylvania uh, in this class. And uh, I, a big sleeper, uh, I'm glad that you brought him up, Alan Israel Polk, you said from St John Bosco the you know if you follow any high school football uh, nationally, you know that they they are one of the top uh, if not the top dog uh in, in all of high school teams uh not a ton of offers from this for this kid uh cal uh washington state oregon state um I, this guy put up you know numbers that were just as good as a teammate who was you know a four star guy uh and this guy just committed last week uh you know very you know, probably only went on one recruiting trip to to pittsburgh uh I was kind of surprised, you know, a kid uh, of that's putting up the kind of production that he did at a national program was not getting more more looks. I I don't understand that. Uh, So I in in terms of receivers, uh, it may not necessarily going to make an impact immediately. But guys, I'm most intrigued about is probably Polk because you'd think from from that pedigree he would be you know somebody that uh, certainly a lot of colleges went and looked. Looked at, and I'm surprised he did not garner garner more interest. So uh, maybe uh, uh, Coach Underwood has found uh, something uh, that that other other teams did not see.
1: That that would be great, and that is interesting. That you know you played such a prominent high school program and uh, put up the numbers, and and still aren't seeing that there might, there could be something going on. We'll keep an, an eye out. Uh, who knows with them? But welcome to Pitt. <laughs> yeah. Israel Polk and you know looking at the recruiting class and I mean if Pitt lands like like when they got Elliot Donald I guess that was big hoopla but do you think now with the transfer portal that recruiting news won't be as big or hyped up because like landing of Phil Dracovic is so much more impactful immediately and makes more headlines than just getting a good recruit in do you think these recruits now could fly under the radar even more
0: going into schools well, i don't know if they're necessarily flying under the radar but it's it, it, it's it's a little i don't know frustrating is the word but you're gonna have to re-recruit these kids possibly every single year to make sure yeah. that they stay on your team <laughs> yeah you have to
1: re-recruit you but you also are putting less pressure on them because now they're coming in and maybe if a team that normally would be thin it. Uh, say quarterback like Pitt would have been if they didn't get Phil Dracovic uh, a new quarterback has to come in and be you know more uh, inclined to maybe prepare to play instead of like bringing in a, or a freshman now won't see the field next year um, that that could be the case at a lot of schools although of course there are stud freshmen who will come into programs and immediately play well and, and earn spots but uh, I don't know. I think like the transfer portal makes it less pressure packed for a yeah, freshman.
0: I would agree, easier yeah. to
1: join a program, but also more competitive and harder to get on the field, and more frustrating for them and for the coaching staff because they want to play. Coaching staff wants to keep them on the team, so it's a different, a different paradigm now when you bring in big recruits, but. I don't know what percentage of this class do you think Pitt actually retains for their entire college careers. Uh,
0: I <laughs> that, that's very difficult to say. Hopefully, all of them. Uh, I'm hoping at
1: least fifty. That's my new my new number uh, for every it, recruiting it, class. It, it,
0: it's it's hard to say. We'd have to go back and look at some numbers. Although this this uh, transfer portal uh, situation is relatively new, so I don't I don't know what the numbers are. I just know that there's a whole lot of kids transferring out there. Uh, Pitt not maybe not as many as other other schools and that's a good sign uh, i suppose yeah.
1: and keep an eye <laughs> out on those on those schools that uh, were also recruiting players cuz they might end up at, at those schools anyway so yeah. Just, <laughs> just yeah so just because you know pitt stole lamar seymour from miami
0: doesn't mean he'll end, he won't wind up there oh we i mean see. it was uh in um yeah you know, chris peak at pantherlair.com um uh, for rivals he uh he was, you know, covering, uh, Cruz Brookins, uh, decision at at Steel Valley. And I guess they had, uh, I, I believe it was the same school. Uh, and there was a, an offensive lineman there, uh, who is, I believe, going to Miami of Ohio. Uh, so, so a lower level kid and, and, and he made the comment of, you know, this kid's got a nice frame, uh, you know he, you know, looks like he could become a good player at some point. He's going to be an excellent transfer portal target in a couple of years. I mean, how, how, <laughs> how, how sad is that for you know, you know, uh, you know Miami of Ohio, you know, uh, finding some some diamond in the rough and then only to lose him uh, in a couple of years. That, uh, <laughs> that's that's just not. Uh, I, uh, not good <laughs> but <laughs> i don't i don't think it's not i don't
1: know if it's not good it's just that's how that's it is the, Everybody wants the play.
0: Yeah. you want to play
1: bigger programs and bigger games so yeah. you know those are those could be stopping points or places you don't know maybe he go a player like that goes to miami of ohio and is built and ready to maybe move up to the acc after a year or two but falls in love and doesn't want to leave campus because they got their main squeeze Not Miami of Ohio.
0: I I could see that. Life
1: happens. Life happens. It's good. Everyone has options. I love it. It makes this recruiting cycle not permanent. Not you don't put a huge stamp on a class like you used to anymore. So there's nothing to really say about this class other than uh, roster spots being uh, checked off and and needs being checked off in terms of bodies and and talent and potential, Um, but. Anything could happen moving forward. Overall, with the class, I'm happy with it because, like we said, want to load up on some receivers and and hopefully, you shake the bag and something good f- comes out of it. <laughs> but there's no saying uh, with most recruiting classes, and there's no a star, a one megastar coming into this pit recruiting class at all. Do you, w- or would you say there is someone that is top of the mountain and a prized possession of? Pat Narduzzi for uh, I, 2022. Well,
0: I wouldn't say that there's any one guy that stands out, but I think there are several players who are, uh, you know, very good and, and, you know, I think will be big players here and, and probably should be maybe ranked a little bit higher, maybe have an extra star. Uh, maybe. And I'll, I'll, I'll go over a few of them. Uh, Sheridan Harrison uh, from Lakeland, Florida, Alan, defensive back, uh, only three stars. Uh, but Coach Narduzzi said that this kid is the best defensive back in the entire country. Better than uh, this kid has a teammate uh, who is five stars going to Alabama. He, Coach Narduzzi is saying this kid is better. Uh, and, he, you know, he, he had some good offers, you know, Colorado, uh, Illinois, Iowa State, Miami, Nebraska, Oregon State uh tennessee west virginia deon sanders colorado or pre-deon uh, probably pre-deon but um okay. but yeah the best defensive back in the country uh now you know coach narduzzi has been putting defensive backs in the nfl uh i think he's proven that he knows what he's talking about there uh so this is some big time hype uh for mr harrison i i cannot at wait a, to, at to a higher rate
1: than lsu too i would say since narduzzi took over at Pitt. Pitt's the new dbu if you ask me yeah you could take that and put it put it in your pipe smoke it lsu fans i know you don't want to hear it but Pitt's where it's at for defensive backs so i like that call vince and the if narduzzi's confident in the guy you know he's going to be able to he asks his defensive backs to do more than most coaches in the entire country yeah. so that's saying something
0: yeah i i'm i'm extremely excited to see him uh see him out there uh I'm not sure if he's one of those kids that's enrolling early, but it, you know, if he's that good, um, I, you know, if, you know, you can have Marquez Williams, I would suspect, you know, he'll be done, uh, at the end of, uh, after this sun bowl. Uh, so, you know, have probably MJ Devonshire and, uh, AJ woods probably be the top two cornerbacks going in the next season, assuming Williams is gone. So, uh, yeah, you know, there's definitely going to be some competition there uh, for for some for for a, a third cornerback role, and, and maybe Harrison gets in the mix there. That'll be a uh,
1: pretty exciting because I don't know when was the last time Pitt had a freshman DB playing prominent snaps, a, a good amount of snaps that it, like a nickel would play.
0: Uh, I want to say did Jordan Whitehead get in early? Yeah, yeah, he did. But, I mean, he, was he playing nickel? No, I mean, he was a safety. Um, yeah, yeah. That Darrell Revis guy was pretty good
1: as a freshman. He was pretty impactful early on in his career. So, I don't know if we're talking about that kind of player. But I, w- I would like to see next year, and I feel like we will, Vince, more freshman involvement on on both sides of the ball. Narduzzi didn't really rely on any of them this year, it felt no, like. No,
0: Well, I they're. Yeah, I think I think Pitts at the point right now, specifically on defense. Have to. Specifically on defense, uh, you know, specifically probably on uh you know offensive line, Also, some so some may some may disagree with me there, uh, that you know there's significant depth and you gotta be very good in order to get on the field as a freshman. Uh not too many guys have. Uh, and at this point, I don't think it's going to be getting any easier despite the loss, uh, of a lot of guys to, to graduation this year. So, uh, uh you know, the guess there's going to be a lot of new starters next year, but I still expect it to be very difficult for these freshmen to get on the field, but maybe some will. And any other recruiting talk we need to get, it, get into before we talk about the Tony, the tiger bowl. Yeah. I wanted to run down a, a few more players here, Alan, uh, do it. Uh, Isaiah Neal. Uh, a four-star uh, defensive tackle uh, from St. Francis in Baltimore. That, that's one of the top high school programs in the country. Uh, so he, this is uh, Coach Narduzzi's highest-rated recruit uh, of this class. Isaiah, Isaiah Neal. Uh, you know, you got Pitt has had such great success uh, with defensive linemen. Uh, I expect this to be no different. Bringing in this kid here. Uh, uh, some some big offer uh, some notable ones. I'll I'll throw out uh, Michigan, Michigan State, Ole Miss, NC State, Ohio State, Virginia, Virginia Tech, WVU. Uh, so, uh, so some big time programs uh, were, were had interest in this guy, and and I I think he made a great decision coming to Pitt um, from with Coach Partridge. Definitely going to put him on the right track. Uh, Jordan Bass. Uh, Pitt had a major recruiting battle to hold on to this kid, uh, a linebacker uh, out of Hampton, Virginia. Uh, He's somebody who could play wide receiver or could play safety, Alan. He's that kind of athlete. Uh, This is somebody who who, uh, uh, some people are saying should be rated much higher than the three stars he was given. Uh, Some offers from Ole Miss, Penn State, North Carolina, South Carolina, uh, Virginia, Virginia Tech, Duke. So. Uh, this is someone, you know, the linebacker play. Uh, yes, there's probably you know your set guys that are going to be starting next year, and probably a couple key reserves. But other than that, I think there's going to be, you know, Coach Narduzzi likes to play, you know, five, six linebackers. This is somebody who could maybe uh, get into that uh, that um, that rotation there. Uh, if if we are talking about guys who could contribute next year, Jordan Bass maybe one of them or maybe he's going to play wide receiver i i don't know uh, would you say he's the best all-around athlete then that that's what that's the way it is. yeah i would i think that's safe to say well
1: that's that's great to see the the versatility i mean we'll see where they end up putting Jordan Bass linebacker makes sense just because of the depth issue there so uh Definitely a name to, to keep an eye on, maybe more so than anybody mm-hmm. once a camp starts and they start placing players with their position groups. Vince, um, what about my favorite name on this list? Maverick Gracio. He's not from Italy, is
0: he? Uh, no, uh, okay. from West Palm Beach, Florida. Uh, close. 6'5", 225 defensive end, Alan. This screams to me. This, this guy is the next Greg Romius, Rashad Weaver a guy that, you know, looks like a basketball player and in probably two to three years is going to be a, a fearsome pass rusher uh, for this pit defense. Uh, you know, under the tutelage of Coach Partridge, I'm, I'm confident that this kid, uh, you know, has is, is gone under the radar and is going to be a big-time player. He just has that look uh, that, that those guys had. Uh, you know those long, lanky players that you know once they get some good weight on them, uh, are gonna be, are gonna be tough to stop.
1: The next in a long line of sack masters, yeah, at the University of Pittsburgh. Let's hope Maverick Gracio. Um, anyone else here, Vince? I think we hit.
0: Yeah, you know, I think see?
1: we. Yeah, there's 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 certainly some some other ones there. Got another uh, defensive end there, Antonio Carmen. Yeah, yeah, Tampa. another
0: another yeah another uh, defensive end from Florida um you know pitts defensive line crew recruiting uh you're not going to question that right now if they're taking somebody they've obviously got uh some high confidence in so uh, overall a pretty decent class you know i think they hit most of the positions pretty good um maybe not quite what everybody was hoping for coming off that acc championship season um Maybe they're seeing it in the 2024 class, Alan. They've already got two commitments, two four-star guys already committed uh, for that class. So uh, maybe that's where we're starting to see uh, some some higher interest for, from top, top-rated top recruits. It's going to be tough to hold on to those guys for another whole year, <laughs> but uh, that's not uh, not a bad way to start. I I mean this isn't what the yinzers are saying yet
1: but I could see them. Do you think if Kenny Pickett gets in the playoffs this year that'll help Pitt recruiting for next year? It couldn't hurt. Yeah. <laughs> the more I'm serious the more successful Kenny Pickett is in the NFL whether you're a Steeler fan or not the better it is for Pitt recruiting. I think that's how it goes. Um especially with the quarterback position, but any player in in the NFL. I mean, why do you think Pitt's able to get defensive linemen because Kids grow up watching Aaron Donald now and seeing how great he is and wanted to go do what he did. So uh, that's great seeing pit players get to the NFL. I can't wait to cover that part of uh, the offseason after this Tony the Tiger Sun Bowl. Vince will be uh, shifting over to hoops and of course the NFL draft, which pit players go where uh, we got, I think, a good amount of them that will be playing pro ball, whether it's in the NFL, or now the XFL, or the USFL. Lots of options for these players to go play professionally too. Uh, But it all starts with Cruton, and there it is. 2022 class uh, Pitt Panthers loading up for another run at the ACC title next year. But before that, they have to finish this season. And they're playing a very, very exciting Pac-12 team in UCLA in El Paso, Texas. The Tony the Tiger Sun Bowl players having issues getting there getting home yeah. Was the, the utep coach drove some players Yeah, to
0: yeah what? a couple play i uh they flew in on christmas day and uh um i guess you know guys may have been home for the holidays some guys that they were coming from certain areas of the country had some flights delayed or canceled they ended up in i don't know where it was austin or dallas or something and the utep basketball coach just happened to be there and took <laughs> drove these guys uh to el paso uh so yeah I it it's, didn't have to
1: it's good that it's to have the, the kindness of the coach's heart but i'm gonna put this out there coach nards if you need someone in a pinch to ride your players i'm on the road all the time i, I just give me a couple <laughs> extra bucks i'll get a bigger van and I could scoot players that are stranded anytime, any place. So you won't have to rely on the kindness of strangers, to rely <laughs> on someone from the university. Because who knows what kind of illegal recruiting was going in the, on in that car, Vince? That's what I'm worried I, about. I, I don't, I don't
0: know. I I'd, I'd hate to even speculate. <laughs> so,
1: you guys ever been to Whataburger? You know, we got them all <laughs> over El Paso.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Coach, I'm transferring to UTEP. If I hear that
1: next year, I'm gonna be pissed.
0: <laughs> it would not surprise me if we if we saw that for for uh, maybe one of the kids. I don't know, uh, but yeah, I I am Alan. I don't know about you, but I am super hyped for this game. Uh, you know, we talked about it uh, last few episodes. Disappointing that there's uh, we're not seeing both these teams at full strength. Uh, that'd be one hell of a game. Uh, but, um, there are, uh, uh, a lot of exciting things about both teams heading into this one. Uh, a big, big game for both teams. Uh, UCLA could finish with a 10 win season, uh, pick would finish with a nine win season. Uh, so yeah, as much as we say these, these bowl games don't matter, they do count in the record book, uh, which is very important. A lot of people are going to be paying attention to that. And, and Nick Patty. The guy that's going to be getting the nod from from everything I understand uh, as the starting quarterback uh, for this game, Alan, and what will be his final game, it seems like, uh, in his college career. Uh, what do you think about this? Is this the right uh, decision? Should, should Nate Yarnell have been starting this game?
1: Uh well, thinking about it, I, Nate Yarnell's not the future at Pitt. He's a future backup at Pitt, if anything. And as someone who appreciates the contributions Nick Patty's made to the school, seeing him fight back from injury and and losing his opportunities uh, due to transfer portals and whatnot, but still sticking it out with Pitt, uh, I'm all for him starting this game. Yep. I'm excited for this Nick Patty getting a chance to win a bowl game again, uh, after last year getting hurt. Um, I'm all for it. So that's probably the most exciting thing to me in this game is getting to see Nick Patty go out there and represent the University of Pittsburgh because really there are very few players on the team I think that do it like he does. Uh, he's been an admirable player. Everybody loves the backup quarterback and Nick patty has been one of those guys, um, and so I'm excited to see him go out there and win this game against UCLA, and I think he could do it, Vince. He's capable if he's healthy enough.
0: Yeah, uh, well, I, I presume he is healthy enough if he's going to be uh, starting this game. Uh, he's recovered from, from his injuries uh, that he had earlier in the season. Coach said that he looked very good uh, in the practices so far leading up to this contest. Uh, it just, yeah, uh, an old old gunslinger going out for one last shootout in the old west uh nick patty here i i i'm i'm very hyped uh you know such a shame last year could have won that peach bowl uh if he did not get hurt and now he's gonna got a chance to redeem himself against these ucla bruins and i think he could take advantage of them alan i'm not sure what the game plan is going to be here uh no israel so you're you're losing a home run threat at running back but hopefully you got a healthy Rodney Hammond uh to hand the ball off to uh what what do you think Alan would be the best way to attack this this UCLA defense which was not very good this year
1: run the ball and possess the ball just like they have but possess it longer <laughs> hold on to the ball and don't let them have it that's my that's what I'm saying because the I don't know what to expect from Pitt's defense in this. They're going to be a lot different. Uh, well, well, I, I, well, just with they're going to have a lot of players that weren't playing all year, year yes, getting into yeah, the rotation, I would agree, yeah, or playing a lot. So, but they're capable. But still, why rely on that when Pitt's running attack? I think at least the offensive line intact. they' they've got a, a rhythm going at the end of the year. I think time of possession, running the ball. Completing on third downs, short third downs is is the way to go. And not even fishing for explosive plays unless you really need to. I just think being consistent on offense is going to be the key and not trying to do too much. And, and they'll have a shot because if this gets into a shootout, Pitt's in danger. Uh, the, yeah, UCLA's, you would think so. Yeah. yeah, UCLA's very, very adept at that. Chip Kelly offense, of course. Uh, so, but, and also Pitt has way more players sitting out of this game than UCLA does, don't they? What, I mean, at least we, when it comes to the the draft and players looking for it, at least guys pro.
0: that are announced, uh, you know, uh, Dorian Thompson, Robinson, uh, I guess he's going to play. Haven't heard anything otherwise. Uh, you know, Jake Bobo sounds like he's going to play Zach Chardonnay. Uh, they're good running back. He's the one I've heard may not be playing in this game. But that's really the only one that I've heard about. Uh, so you are right, Alan. They, they are, uh, you know, keeping the ball away from that that uh, rushing attack is, is going to be critical. Now Pitt good at stopping the run, uh, but it, this team, this UCLA offense is just so dynamic uh, that I, I don't. Uh, in terms of uh, you know running quarterback, I think you know DTR is definitely the best that that they've gone up against this year i would say so it's gonna be uh it's gonna be tough um and a lot more accurate than like a hendon hooker too i would say well uh, i don't know about that
1: uh you know, hooker uh, his receivers aren't as good but i well, think that's he, true. Could throw, yeah. he could throw a more accurate ball on the run too um i it feels a lot like the tennessee game to me uh strategy wise okay and uh, but of course not personnel wise um but defensively i have no clue vince honestly cuz the ucla seems like they're coming into this game probably full strength Pitt's coming into this game with a lot of younger players uh being thrown into the bowl game uh, and yep. especially at linebacker which is what worries me against the run
0: yeah no Servasier-Dennis. dennis that is going to be uh that's going to be challenging no doubt about that
1: yeah so that's that's on that side of the ball what you worry about is uh the linebacker stepping up uh Tyler Wiltz gonna get in this game probably a lot right Vince yeah yeah uh, Shane Simon so they'll be yep. re- relied upon and then uh up front of course no Kalijah Cansey, so yep. we're gonna probably get a, a steady dose of Devin Danielson do you think Elliot Donald gets in there I think he. I think he will
0: up. at some point. Uh, I mean, certainly Den- Denny Green's going to be playing. Uh, Tyler Bentley's going to be playing. Um, uh, 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 DeAndre Jules is going to be playing. So uh, there's. I think there's going to be room for some rotation. I think he will get into this game. Elliot Donald, uh, maybe even a Sean Fitzsimmons. We'll see. Uh, I, I think those guys will play. Uh, how much, I don't know. I mean, that, that's the thing. I mean, you, you want to keep these guys fresh, but but UCLA is going to be going with tempo in, in that, in that Chip Kelly, uh, offense. Uh, that's uh, what, what a coaching matchup <laughs> that that's, that's going to be, uh, it's, it's so I, I think it's going to be tough for, for Pitt to make substitutions. Uh, and I think, I think, uh, UCLA is definitely going to go quickly in order to prevent that.
1: Yeah, Pitt has players, though, in this game that can make huge plays on defense still. So MJ Devonshire's in this game.
0: Yeah.
1: Eric Hallett is in this yes, game. Yes, he is, yep. And those guys are probably going to be vocal leaders on the defensive side of the ball, having played all year long, able to make big plays. Uh, that's where the the Pitt matchups on defense might be a little bit more even. But then, yeah, up front and the linebacking situation uh, we'll see what kind of handicap Pitt goes in. Or maybe it, not at all, and they just young players step up and dominate. Um, but I think Pitt's going to need to score a good amount to win this football game. Uh, and Nick Patty being in there at quarterback – really is not i'm not any less confident in him than i would have been if slovis was playing in this game vince so but, just, <laughs> without izzy abanacanda and whatnot so that that doesn't really hurt pit too much i don't think at
0: i mean i mean ucla th- this team has given up over 30 points to, to seven of their nine power five opponents so it's not like they're going up against some great defense uh yeah this is uh, a team that that's you know surrendered uh, you know quite a bit now yeah uh, so the same thing against Tennessee though, and they sacked the hell out of Slovis. Well, uh, no, well, one game. thing I let's say uh, I do want to say this, Alan. You know, Nick Patty, uh, much better runner than Slovis, um, and I do expect to see some design runs for, for Nick Patty in this game, um, w- which I'm excited about, particularly in, in short yardage goal line situations i could definitely see that happening uh and yeah, this guy he, you know he's gonna play with reckless abandon i have a feeling uh and i think the whole you know the whole offense uh they're gonna want to go out and, and and win you know and try to give this guy as best game as they possibly can
1: yeah pitt has probably more players who are p- playing balls to the wall with nothing to lose guys like nick patty uh Vincent Davis getting lit nothing to lose in this one for him Jared Wayne guys who aren't big don't have draft stock arc just solid college football players going out and a big bowl game for them with experience that they have that's that's something that will benefit Pitt in a game like this UCLA is very, very talented offensively but totally susceptible defensively you're right Vince so uh, we'll see. If it's a shootout, though, I just I can't fathom Pitt keeping up, but I would love to see it. I don't know if we're going to see a 300-yard rusher in this game from the Pitt Panthers, but, hey, stranger things have happened. We're going to predict the score in a little bit. Um, oh, man, I, they got some tough guys on UCLA, too. That Latu.
0: Yeah, you know, Latu, Latu. He's, he, he's good. Uh, it's that's what I'm saying. I mean, this this UCLA team is good. Uh, probably one of the better... Te- I mean, wh- where would you rank them uh, as far as, um, you know, teams that Pitt's gone up against this season? Um, you know, I don't think they're as good as, as a Tennessee, but I think they're, you know, probably... Yeah. They're probably the... the, the... I would say
1: the second or third best team Pitt's played all year.
0: Okay. I think yeah, that's between, probably fair.
1: Yeah, and, and, and it's very close between well, – well, with how Duke ended the season too, I mean, you could throw them – there are probably five, but uh, throw North Carolina in there with uh, Syracuse, UCLA, mix it up. They're in that kind of range of the opponent for Pitt. So uh, just not as good as Tennessee, but right just right behind them, I'd say with those other teams so this isn't a te- game you're going in like feeling like it's a gimme for pit uh you know like when they went up against i easily, miami at the end of the year a team in shambles they're nothing like yeah. that this is a team yeah. that has their stuff together
0: yep yep and you know if, if as many of these guys are playing that from ucla that we expect it they're going to be they're going to be a top team uh trying to get that that 10th win for them that's a big season
1: yeah. And and you know, this game really what's on the line in it, there's not a ten win season for Pitt on the line in this, but uh a bull game just so elusive for Pat Narduzzi, very rarely do we see those. So I want this one real bad. I don't know about you, Vince, but it's gonna take some uh new blood stepping up in this game. They're
0: gonna have to, so someone stepping up for- And I think I think just, you know, at the at the end of the day, what you know, if you're saying yeah, they finished nine and four that you know not the you know 10 and two ACC or 11 and two ACC champion that we were, were hoping for but nine and four is still a pretty good season uh I would say so uh, it certainly sounds a lot better than eight and five yes. <laughs> so and, uh, and nine and four with a bowl win too Come yeah on. over I mean, a good over a ranked team and yeah. maybe Pitt finishes the season ranked if they can get get this win here. I don't think that's out of the question. Uh, so that'd be back to back, finishing ranked season. So, uh, you know, w- we'll see if they can accomplish that. I, I think they got a good shot. Uh, you talked about guys that are going to need to step up. Uh, I- I'm going to give you two of them Javon McIntyre, safety. Uh, you know, he, he's he been playing some this year. He's probably going to be playing in place of, in place of Brandon Hill uh, quite a bit. In this game, I think he's someone who's really been coming on. Uh, he's definitely going to be a starter next year. I think he's going to be making some plays. And offensively, I know it's not a, a newer player, but Rodney Hammond. Uh, this guy was hurt, uh, got hurt in that backyard brawl. He looked so good in that game, and then you know, even when he came back this year, just wasn't quite what we uh, what we saw in that in that first game. Uh, I'm, I got to think if he's you know, had some time to heal a few weeks off. Uh, I think we're going to see the real Rodney Hammond uh, in this game on, on Friday afternoon. And I think that is going to be a, he's going to remind everybody just how good he is. I think we're going to see it.
1: I and I think that's someone you could feed all day long and, and he could deliver mm-hmm. Yeah, on, on a good on a good day for the offensive line too, it could be big for Ronnie Hammond. Uh, I'm going to put one out there. You can maybe chalk this up to just say a crazy thing, and maybe it happens, and you look smart. But I don't know. The guy gets <laughs> you do open that all the time. Right? I do. The guy gets open deep all the time. Good things don't always happen, but Bub means is capable. <laughs> yeah, of getting open and making a play. Will he in this kind of game? I could see it happening. I could see if Pitt gets a huge splash play out of someone, obviously the money's on, like, Jared Wayne, maybe that Bartholomew kid for, yeah. for the love of God. Well, that's. But I could see something like a Bub Means huge 50-plus yard touchdown or catch that does big things for Pitt. Capable players – uh, just delivering in a big situation like that—that's what it's all about. Uh,
0: I yeah, I, I could definitely see that. I do. I, I liked how you mentioned that Bartholomew guy. For whatever reason, forgotten uh, man in twenty twenty two. Was it you know? Was it the play calling? Was it just Slovis didn't like throwing to them? We don't know. Well, maybe we're gonna find out. Play uh, of the year, Nick but Petty, no one threw to him after it. <laughs> it makes no sense. Nick Patty, if is he gonna be looking to that Bartholomew guy a lot? This game. I'd love to see that. I think this could yeah, this could be a big breakout game for Bartholomew, even though everybody knows about it. Well, we'll see. We'll pit, pick
1: that score a little bit later. Pitt UCLA, the Tony the Tiger Sun Bowl, uh, 2 p.m. Eastern kickoff on CBS on Friday, December 30th. Cannot wait. That's why we're pumping this podcast out quickly this afternoon so you could feast on this show before the big bowl game on Friday. And we, of course, have the college football playoff coming up. We're going to pick that in a little bit. But first, let's go online. Let's lock in to the
0: PitterNet. Can you explain what internet is? I hear there's rumors on the uh, internets. And to all those faceless keyboard warriors on Twitter. (laughs) But We're a good dog football team. I'm proud of these guys.
1: Jive Cat on Panther Lair. I was more excited for the Rhode Island game than this bowl. Are you hearing a lot of that, Vincent? Seeing a lot of that online on the internet? I saw that too. People not getting hyped for this UCLA Sun Bowl
0: game. Uh, I, I, I'm, I. Well, I, I think people are you know, disappointed, uh, or maybe not as excited because of all the the, the opt outs. Um, but hey, I mean, this game still counts. It's it's against a big time opponent. I'm all I'm all for it. I, I I could not be more excited for this game. Uh, it's not like they're playing, you know, uh, you know, Bowling Green in the, um, you know, Independence bowl or, Slayer, Tech- bowl or whatever. Yeah, th- this is a this is a classic bowl, regardless of what anybody wants to say against a wow. big time opponent. Uh, I don't not, know about the bowl, but the the sponsors classic.
1: I mean, Tony the Tiger winning winning for the honor of Tony the Tiger to call you great. That's more than enough for me. And if my team and my I see my logo, my team's logo playing on a field uh, at this time of year, I'm into it regardless. And I'm into it more than a Rhode Island game, maybe not a new New Hampshire game. Yeah, I mean but this is this is big. It's big because you're seeing a lot of the future of Pitt on the field. Yeah, you're saying goodbye to some old favorites. Yeah. And you're trying to end the season on a high note. This is important. I know bowl games don't matter the way they used to to a lot of people. And, of course, that's the structure of, of college football and where it's going. But it's your team, it's my team, and they're playing in a game now. And I'm excited for it, just like I am every week. Yep. No different. Even though uh, the results of the season and what you're playing for have changed, uh, they're still out there. So, sorry about it, but... Either more or as excited as the Rhode Island game for me. Uh, what was that dude's name? Uh, the uh, Jive Cat. Love the name Jive Cat, too, by the way, but not the take. Pit for life, 34 on Panther Lair. Sorry, up front, guys, because I realized there ha- has been a thread or two regarding next year's schedule, but it just got harder. I just saw Louisville just got a really solid transfer in Plumber from Cal. So next year. We're staring at UNC, FSU, Duke, and now Louisville, all with NFL-level QB talent. I'd be satisfied and feel great about winning two of those games. Throwing a loss to Notre Dame and the traditional egg, the best I see, eight wins. My guess is seven and five as I post. All of a sudden, I'm depressed. Really? The transfer (laughs) of Plummer from Cal to Louisville is really depressing you that much? before you see the product on the field at all come on you just you're a Pitt fan you just saw how a transfer quarterback with NFL caliber potential can do uh with Slovis
0: yeah come on and I'm I'm guessing this was before uh Sam Hartman of Wake Forest transferred to Notre Dame uh and I'll say this I mean he was in We'll see how he adapts or what the system's going to be like at Notre Dame. He had better receivers at Wake Forest and, yeah. you know, and a better scheme for him, and Pitt absolutely crushed him. Uh, a so, silly
1: gimmick, right? A silly gimmick scheme there. I Who knows? Uh, that was a uh, weird transfer. Yeah, I that mean, mean, made I, weird uh, yeah I'm
0: not quite sure. Ch- I mean, I understand maybe the maybe he wanted to be more of a, a pro-style system to get him ready for the NFL. I mean, he's probably getting paid more from Notre Dame than he would as a late round pick in the NFL. Uh, so, but I, I think the world is Sam Hartman. Uh, that anytime you're going to South Bend, that's going to be a tough game. Uh, but you know this plumber from Cal going to Louisville. You know Louisville's got a, a new coach. Who knows how that uh, whole dynamic is going to play out there? Uh, you know Duke. Uh, yeah, strong team. But I think you know you know Pitt has had their number. Uh, yeah, North Carolina. Yeah, with with Drake May, but you know they had a bunch of other guys transfer out. I mean, who? I mean, Florida State. Yes, they're on the rise, but you know they're you know they're certain certainly beatable. You know, Pitt beat them a couple years ago. Um, uh, it, it's a it's a tough schedule, but yeah, you know, to to say, oh my God, you know, you know this is a seven and five team, and, and you're depressed. I, I think it's a little early to be saying that we we have. No idea what this uh, roster is going to change in in the next few months and what it's going to look like come August. I think that's the time where we'll start to really uh, break all this stuff down and, and decide who we need to be worried about
1: and don't forget a lot of those teams are going to go into the season with way more expectations and pressure than Pitt will next year. I think it's going to be a loose off season for Pitt, loose expectations across the ACC, which I think is going to make for a better environment, better yep. atmosphere going yep. into the season with and, the players and on the field. It's going and, to be an easier transition, I and, think. And I was from ACC champ.
0: Yeah, and I will well, say this, all these teams, you know what they're saying is, "Oh my god, this Dracovic kid is transferring in the pit. He's going to be yeah. reunited with Signetti. They're going to have a strong offense to go with our good defense. We're worried about them. We're going seven and five. We're, you know, yeah, we're, they got that, They're depressed. Yeah they, you know? yeah,
1: they got all those defensive linemen. We can't we can't block and those DBs that are like glue every year yeah. on us. Oh no.
0: Yeah, and the ACC, it's going to be a battle. Uh, interesting. Yeah, now that there's no divisions, as you said, Alan. Uh, it's it's going to be a battle to be one of those top spots, and in you know, pit uh, with their schedule, I think they certainly can do it. The non the non conference schedule is what it is. It's going to be tough. Cincinnati, uh, West Virginia, Notre Dame uh, to beat uh, several of those teams is in a great state of flux. So maybe not uh, uh, not as difficult as what it appears on the surface. Still going to be tough games, uh, but I think they're they're winnable for sure. Can I be honest? I'm super
1: excited for next year because it is maybe my favorite Pitt schedules they've had since they've been in the Big East next (laughs) year. It's an exciting schedule, and they're going into it with a Pittsburgh quarterback and not Keaton Slovis. I'm excited about that, and uh, I I cannot wait for next year's schedule uh, going into it with the players Pitt has. It's going to... Probably be, not be as glamorous as a couple of years ago, but a hell of a lot of fun. 7-5 uh, and or not, next year is something to look forward to. Um, nothing online about Slavis going to BYU, Vince, on the Pitternet?
0: Uh, uh, or, there was some talk about it, but I don't think anybody is like that. I mean, he's gone. What, what can you do? Were you shocked
1: he went to BYU? I saw people shocked he chose B- he went to BYU. Or they even brought him in. They're usually good at recruiting their own quarterbacks.
0: You would think. I I don't. I'm I'm not sure why he chose there. I I, you know, I guess he did go back to the West Coast. Um, but in uh, you know, playing a, a wide open offense up there, certainly better fits his his style. I would say. Well, good luck to him,
1: and uh, good luck to. Everybody on the Pitternet with your new year, you say some crazy stuff, but we love you because you talk Pitt. Uh, Well, most of you, some of you are psychotic and we steer clear of you, but hey, that's what the Pitternet's for. It's full of everything. Uh, Just like the city of Pittsburgh. Go around town. I was there last week, Vince, and people talking about this bowl game and looking forward to seeing the talent that Pitt's going to have next year. Step up in a big situation, show off a little bit. Uh, but still harping on the fact that Pitt missed in the transfer portal. I, that's that's what I gathered a lot around town over the holidays. I don't know about you.
0: Uh, maybe maybe a little bit, but not, not that much. Another Saturday coming, and the Panthers are playing. Time to find out what the Inters are saying.
1: You see that Slovis is going to BYU. Yeah, but I don't expect him to last air long. Oh, you, you don't think he's good enough to play down there in a uh, lower conference like the
0: one they're in? Oh, he can play, but the kid's got a foul mouth. You know, they, they won't tolerate none of that. <laughs> all, all them religious schools and that, you know, they ain't going to have that. Hail to Pitt. What the are so that's what the yinzers are saying. Uh, yeah, that's going to be interesting to see. Uh, Naughty. Uh, yeah. Naughty Keaton, Keaton
1: Slovis going to... <laughs> Wholesome BYU. It,
0: yeah, it, I could already see. It. I said this uh, in one of the past episodes uh, that you could go back and listen to that he's going to go that somewhere and throw for a billion yards, or people are going to be saying, "Oh, N- Narduzzi it just didn't use him right and ruined this whole season." And they may be partially right. I, I don't. <laughs> I don't know. Um, but Alan, uh, you know, we got certainly got this Sun Bowl to talk about, but there are two bowl games that actually matter. Uh, uh that we got to discuss here some big time playoff games.
1: Oh, college football. You got your championship coming up and I could not be less excited because we know the outcome. Georgia's win- winning it all, but I'm excited to see Michigan go down to TCU Vince. That's my most exciting bowl game besides Pitt UCLA. Cannot wait to see Max Ho dug in get those horny toads into the college football championship game, the national title game. Uh, it's going to be a tough one, but I think they could do it. Uh, we're in a pool picking all these bowl games with spreads. I'm doing terribly, but I'm confident TCU at least covers that 7.5, and, and I think they could beat Michigan. I don't know about you.
0: Yeah, it, it would not surprise me. Uh, TCU right now 7.5-point underdog uh, pretty much across the board. What I'm seeing, uh, eight points at the win. Uh, now, this Alan, this uh, line started much higher. Uh, you know, it started out maybe like eight and a half, nine. It's come down a little bit. Uh, it wouldn't surprise me if it crept back up. Uh, I think eventually people are going to start betting on Michigan in this game. Uh, but yeah, TCU is tough. You know, they yeah you know, they they're able to run the ball effectively. You know, they can throw. Uh, they got some really good receivers. Michigan doesn't quite have the pass rush uh, that um, that they had last year. Now, maybe they're just you know they're just good enough that you know man for man they're going to be able to just dominate th- this team. Um, we'll see. I don't know. And TCU's defense, uh, they they weren't a sieve like some may want you to think. You know, they stepped up and you know they. Really shut down a lot of teams this year. Texas, for uh, for one of them, they uh, you know, held them to a low total. Uh, I, I do like TCU in this game. It would not surprise me if they won the whole thing. The whole, the big and no, Georgia? No, no, the whole Fiesta Bowl. Oh,
1: okay, 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 okay. okay. <laughs> that was gonna, that was gonna be craziness there. Yeah, because Georgia, Ohio State. Ohio State. I mean, that's that's a gimme, right? The, this is what people would would have thought the national title game would be Michigan beats Ohio State and now makes it just easier an easier path i guess people would say if if this was Georgia Ohio State in a national title game would you give the buckeyes more of a of a chance if say they had beaten Michigan and were Big 10 champs and going into it with would they have more sway? Have did that loss really damage them that much and make us think that much less of more? or is Georgia just that damn good?
0: Uh, well, I think, I think Georgia's that just that good. And Ohio State, I don't think it. This line, I don't think, really was affected that much by them losing to Michigan. Um, yeah, they're they're power rated higher than Michigan. Uh, they, you know, if they played Michigan right now, Ohio State would be a favorite over them. It, it's uh, it's, I, I'm surprised it's under a touchdown. I, I will say that I'm a little surprised it's under a touchdown. Ohio State still does have a lot of firepower, uh, but their defense going up against this Georgia offense, which isn't like very flashy, but just does everything really good. <laughs> I mean, uh, Ohio State does have s- some dudes on that defensive line uh, that are that are tough to stop, but those like those tight ends for Georgia Brock bars. And then that, that other monster that they have, <laughs> I, I just, I, I don't, I, I don't think Ohio state's going to be able to stop them. I mean, this is, this is a, a high ish total for this game. 62. I'm seeing right now uh, at, at the Westgate and the golden nugget. Uh, so I, I think Georgia's going to put up some points, but you know maybe I'm being fooled, but at the end of the day, I don't think Ohio State's going to be able to come close to this team. I, nobody has.
1: No, exactly. Nobody has. So it would be a shocker. Uh, we said, uh, I think, a week or two ago that this feels like the biggest gimme of a college football playoff we've had. We The most lopsided, everybody picking Georgia. Um, but who knows? I mean, it's not like these are pushovers in any of the other three teams especially Ohio State they do have great talent they recruit well they're always they're always here uh, but do they deliver I just don't see it I think this is one of those epic college football teams in Georgia so easy win for it, them it, it, and and yeah they just cannot be stopped it, for, and the for, defense is ridiculous yeah
0: and and Ohio State's got some great receivers and it but to me CJ Stroud is just not that good he's just not i i think he he's been made to look great uh from some of these receivers and they will make some plays but i just feel like georgia's eventually going to get too much pressure on this guy and it's not going to end well
1: no and and also you've got their receivers are good but have had injury issues um and of course there's always the nfl looming for a lot of these players how much do these games really matter to some of them we'll find out Because I feel like at Georgia it does. At Ohio State, we'll find out in this game. I don't expect to see a close one at all, and I think it ends up being a Georgia TCU final. How about that? uh, Probably a a close to three touchdown favorite for Georgia. I I think I did
0: see some numbers on that, and I think Georgia was protected to be a favorite by about 16 over TCU.
1: Yeah, I could see 16, 17-and-a-half. Um, but TCU would be an unreal story. It would be like yeah. Villanova winning the national title in the 80s, right? That would be that kind of level. Yeah, it, it would.
0: It would really would.
1: Not happening, though. Georgia all the way. And uh, those minor bowl games are picked. Now we get to the big bowl game here, Vince. The Tony the Tiger Sun Bowl. El Paso, Texas pit ucla Pitt. i saw seven point dog
0: yeah so it is time. it has crept up actually alan uh you know i this line opened uh at uh, uh as pit as a six and a half point underdog it was bet down down to lowest three and a half i saw at the Westgate uh last week and now it has just been slowly creeping back up I'm seeing today it got up. It's up to eight points now, pretty much across the board with a total of 54. Um, I am seeing uh, 54 and a half at the win, but pretty much 54 uh, across the board. Alan, I I was surprised to see that this game got bet down so much initially, since it was so, you know, well known that Pitt was going to have a lot of guys opting out. You know, Keaton Slovis transferring. I don't know if people were expecting DTR maybe not to play in this game. I, I'm not quite sure what it would Now that he is, uh, maybe that's why it's coming back up. I, you know, I'm not. Maybe there's some information of you know what's happening down there in El Paso that we don't know about. Um, but I, I do think Pitts could be able to keep this game competitive. Uh, I do. I think they could keep it within a touchdown. Um, I think it's a lot to ask uh for them to win this game though uh just you know with uh the yeah the synergy that that ucla is going to have um having all their guys there for for one last game um maybe that means they're not going to be as focused maybe uh and you know pit with with a lot of young guys looking for something to prove nick patty one last game uh, maybe that's going to gonna play in Pitt's favor, but I, I don't think Pitt's going to win this game, though. Uh, just too many moving parts. Uh, now, if, if, if both teams were, uh, you know, 100%, that's a different story. Uh, but I, especially Kalijah Kansi not playing in this game, uh, you know, injury. There, uh, from that shoulder surgery, yeah, are they going to be able to get the penetration up the middle to stop these runs before they happen, uh, before they get out on the edge? That's what I'm concerned about. And you know, guys like like a Bangley Kamara at linebacker, Solomon DeShields, these guys are going to have to get to the edge and make a stop uh, uh, before before uh, the, the UCLA runners get out there. And I did not see enough of that this year. Um, so I'm, I, I am a little concerned. I think Pitt's going to go down in this game. I think it may be maybe a little bit more high scoring than what, uh, uh, maybe people are thinking, uh, but I think Pitt's going to lose this game. I'm going to, I'll give a score of, I will say 31 to 27.
1: All right. That's. That's a little bit closer than I have it. I just, Pitts, we're, we're just no good in bowl games, let's face it. <laughs> that's true, this. too. That's true. I... Especially in years like this, we're just so, that's what happens when you're, uh, uh, you churn out great pros. And then in nowadays, where they're all sitting out in these games, uh, it's just going to deter uh, Pitts' hopes of winning bowl games unless they're super important bowl games in the future where players might actually opt to play in. Uh, so that's why I can't pick Pitt to win. I want them to obviously, duh. I still believe they can. That's why I'm picking a close game too, Vince, maybe not as close as you, but I got UCLA winning 30 to 24 and, uh, you know, hopefully it's competitive. It comes down to the end. But again, you're thrown in a bunch of players that were on the sidelines most of the year or just getting a taste each game rather than going out there and leading the team and being relied upon every game. Uh, The leaders on defense out of this game, minus maybe an Eric Hallett, uh, an MJ Devonshire. Um, You've got offensively what Pitt has going for them, which has kind of been a weakness for most of the year, but then they got it together in the run game. The offensive line's out there, which bodes well. Uh, Can they protect Patty? And can they get that run game going totally capable of winning but again just can't pick them to win because of the history because of the fact that UCLA has a lot more continuity with their starters in there picking UCLA to win 30 to 24 but it's not like I think this is a hope a hopeless endeavor pick could definitely go out there and win on Friday and I would not be surprised but the smart money obviously UCLA to win this one and uh you know if our our friends that go to root for UCLA, they'll have be able to puff their chest at us a little bit, but we could take it, Vince. It's not going to be any big deal. I'm not going to say it's not a classic bowl they won, or Pitt didn't have all their players. No excuses, but those are facts.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, th- this is the situation here, uh, and yeah, you know, we have our expectations. Hopefully, we're surprised. Hopefully, Nick Patty, yeah, you know, one last showdown out there, uh, an old rider. Uh, going out and getting getting a a, a win, uh, finishing what he what he should have had last last year. That that would that would be really something.
1: Oh, he'll be going out in a blaze of glory. That's what I'm excited about. Is Nick Patty in this game will go balls to the wall. He'll he's going to be cowboying it up, making every effort, diving, th- throwing on the run, running, putting his head out there, sticking his neck out there for the University of Pittsburgh. That's what Nick Patty's done his whole career, and I, I'm excited to see him do it and get a big chance here against UCLA on Friday. M- more than anything, so congrats to him for fighting back and getting into a game. Yeah. I never thought I'd see it, Vince.
0: Yeah, Nick Patty and, playing and, again, and hopefully, instead of saying they're great, he'll be saying, "Ain't I great?" Hopefully, I,
1: I could I could see Nick Patty saying that, hoisting that classic Sun Bowl trophy above his head. Do you even get a trophy for the Sun Bowl? Oh, no, of no, course. No. It's a trophy. Yeah. Okay. Good. What are all the players getting in their care packages? You know, I
0: I don't know. Stindex? I didn't look. I didn't look that up. PS5. Uh, I don't think that. Well, Frosted Flakes. The, yes, probably.
1: It's good. Well, the good thing is that we know that Pitt's players will have plenty of fiber going into this game. Yep. So that that that's that's good to know, and we'll see if Pat Narduzzi can get. Well, this would only be his what second? How many bowl games has he won? Two? One? Oh, man. One. Uh, I think one.
0: Yeah, you may be right.
1: <laughs> I think he's won one bowl game. We ain't no good in bowl games. That's what they say around town. To me, at least, Vince. I don't know about you. Yeah, maybe, I, I do hear that maybe, a lot. <laughs> Maybe Pitt proves him wrong on Friday. We shall see. But there you have it. 2022 yep. edition of the Hill to Pitt podcast. Riding off into 2023. Got hoops. We got uh spring ball coming up we've got the nfl draft plenty to talk about regarding the pit panthers but here we are bowl game time vince we made it
0: yep yep two o'clock this friday uh that's tomorrow actually as of this live on tape show uh, hear that
1: pretty easy podcast get this thing turned around quickly
0: yeah so two, can hear it two o'clock game. two o'clock cbs a, a rare rare cbs game for Pitt. uh uh Gary Danielson will be calling this one. Really exciting. I don't (laughs) think he'll. (laughs) What's that guy? Other guy's name? Uh...
1: Brad Nessler.
0: Brad. Yeah. 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 I'm excited to hear those guys hear what they have to say about the Panthers. Uh, I couldn't be more excited for this game. Uh, uh, Cheering on the Panthers, hopefully to a big win uh, this Friday. CBS two o'clock El Paso.
1: Get get your six shooter. It might it might end up being one of those days. I don't know if it'll be like that Arkansas bowl game. My God, no, but
0: it'll,
1: <laughs> it'll be. It could be. It could be exciting there in the sun. Uh, so get ready and then uh, enjoy the college football playoff, everybody. Uh, and you know, if you want to reach us at H2P show in the meantime, of course, hail to pit podcast at gmail.com. We appreciate all the love, all the listenership, all the hailing that's been done in 2022. Look forward to it in 2023. So have yourself a happy new year. If you're a pit fan and tell the pit fan in your life, happy new year from us as well. Vince, you got anything left for him?
0: Oh, just make sure you you tune in for the game and hail to pit everybody.
1: There you go. Can Narduzzi get another bull under his belt? Damn it. We got to wait another year at another crack at it because Pitt's handicapped against UCLA. Or no, Nick Patty doesn't let it happen. And he goes out there and steals a win from Chip Kelly and prevents them from getting to 10 wins. I hope we see it. Enjoy it. And we'll see you in 2023, everybody. Hail to Pitt.